0: This is Sophia, Mercedes, and Diana, and this is Keeping Up with SMD. In this next segment, we will be asking students at our school three different questions about their experience in high school. So first up, Carolyn, what is your favorite subject? English. What is one thing that you missed out on sophomore year due to COVID-19? Uh, We didn't really get a soccer season, and I really like going to games and watching them. And baseball, obviously. I just kind of miss the whole end of the year when we get to do all the fun stuff. And this year, assuming we get to stay in school for the second half of the year, what is one thing you're looking forward to? Prom. Well, thank you, Carolyn. Our next student interview is going to be with Javi, and our first question for you is why did you come to Pacelli?
1: I came to Picelli because it has a better education and a mood for baseball.
0: Okay. And what college do you want to go to since you are a senior?
1: Um, I'm thinking about going to Troy University. And
0: what is one thing you're looking forward to through your senior year this year?
1: I'm probably most excited for the senior trip. Let's
0: go with For our next interview, we will be interviewing our Director of Communications, Ms. Salito. So we want to know, what are you most excited about this year? Um,
2: This school year has brought many challenges with COVID-19, and I am most impressed with the way our school has responded to those challenges. Um, I'm impressed with the administration. I'm impressed with the students and how they um, follow all the safety um, guidelines and protocols that we've established, and I'm um thankful for the parents protecting Pacelli. How long have you worked at Pacelli? So I started working for the church as a freelance um, communications specialist in 2011 and um, did that for four years. And then in 2015, I came on board with the school, did that for freelance for a few months and then came on board full time. So since 2011 slash 2015.
0: And what exactly do you do at Pacelli?
2: So I'm the Director of Communications, and with that comes um, lots of emails, text messages, phone calls. Um, I manage all of our social media, our website. Uh, my job is basically to promote our school to um, the community at large, as well as keep parents of students here informed about everything that's going on.
0: All right, well, thank you. You're welcome. For our last teacher interview, we will be interviewing Mr. Burgess, our first question for you is what sport, school sport do you like to attend or watch? My favorite school sport to attend or watch is easily ladies' volleyball. I think that they are awesome. Unfortunately, most of the time I just watch or I only have time to watch the JV play and they do awesome. And I like to coach from the sidelines. But uh, I have been able to watch one game of varsity and I thought they um, they did quite well. So are you a I am not a volleyball coach, but I do. I did no, I did enjoy playing volleyball in high school as well as in uh, the Marine Corps. Okay, and what what is your favorite class to teach here at Pacelli? Is there a pause on this so that I can I can ponder? Okay, guys, I'm here with our second special guest of this podcast, Miss Poole, and she and I are going to be talking about side hustles.
1: Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> so you and I both have side hustles, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I do cakes and you do... Like YouTube and like marketing, stuff like that. Yeah, and jewelry and reselling. So um, I think it's a great time for you to interview me because I can give you some advice because I actually started like when I was your age I started doing cakes my senior year um, because we had a culinary club at school and it was really fun and then my friend Ashley and I we just started baking together just to see what we could create and then we actually had a friend a friend's mother who was getting remarried and she just asked us because she knew that we were you know practicing with cakes She's like hey you know, i'm having a really small wedding would you try making my wedding cake and we're like uh heck yeah and it kind of like took off from there so our first cake was a wedding cake and then we just kept practicing and now you make boom. wedding cakes
0: every week almost yeah, now
1: i make like really pretty wedding cakes versus <laughs> that first
0: one which was heinous Her best cake is her coconut cake. I will say that. I've had, you make cake jars too, which are like leftover cake. And it's coconut cake jars, guys. Those hit different.
1: Ah, So yeah, that's, that's me monetizing on like extra stuff. So when I have an order, you know, you got to like trim them to make them even because you want your cakes flat or the tops flat. So like, I didn't want to throw away the extra stuff. Not the coconut extra stuff. (laughs) And then... I didn't – so I was, like, keeping it in the fridge, and I was like, no, you're eating it all. Stop it.
2: <laughs> so I was like, how can
1: I How can I make money on this? And I started putting the extras in the cake jar and selling those, and then – It's good to distribute them, too. That way Mercedes can have some. That's right. They
0: make good little gifts. They do, too. Yeah, like Christmas gifts or wedding presents. Yes. If you don't know what to bring, hit her up for a cake jar. cake jars. Just- so
1: when did you start? So I started senior year, and – we started a business called The Cake Studio together. So she would come over to my house and we would kind of like divvy up the responsibilities. Like she was more of like the baker and getting the ingredients together. And I was more of like the froster and decorator. And then she moved away to Florida to go to culinary school. And we thought that um, she was just gonna come back and we were gonna start all over again, but she stayed down there. She really liked Florida. So I kept doing it on my own and that's why i'm still on my own today um we're still best friends but she doesn't have as much of an interest in baking cakes that i do so that yeah. was 15 years ago so a lot has happened between now and the but now
0: you're an art teacher so i feel like that's good for your decorations because a lot of your inspiration comes from like art and like you can oh. see something and decorate it and it yeah. looks like but you could also draw it if you wanted to. oh
1: absolutely like I, it wasn't until this past year that I actually called myself a cake artist. I went to. What'd you say before? Just like a home baker, <laughs> just like a hobby baker. But then. Well, you're like, much more than that. Well, thank you. I, I wasn't, but it's taken a long time to get to where I am now. And then I went to several meetings with like local artists in town and they, they were calling themselves artists. And I was like, you know what? Like. You earned that title. My what I'm making is not on a canvas or a piece of paper, and yes, it's edible, so it's not forever. But like, I still create it, I paint on them, I, you know, come yeah. up with the design. So yeah, I'm a cake artist, boom. And
0: you're a grazing box lady now. Oh
1: yeah, I added the grazing, oh yeah. the. So grazing boxes are more just like snacky stuff, right? It's, yes, yeah, like a, adult Lunchables, <laughs> is what I like to say. Cause it's like, you know, the good stuff, but still fun snackies. And it's healthy, so. well get yourself a crazy cake lady some 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 of them some of it is healthy yeah but i started doing that in february so grazing has kind of like come into hit the country and become really really popular and
0: which is good that brings you another thing to do that's right it's just More responsibility
1: oh but it's fun and it's yummy so which i think
0: is good for somebody like you because you find joy in doing stuff like this
1: like the art and all that like it's not boring it's not crazy work it's like fun for you and each one is completely different like i love to put stuff together and see how it turns out and try to even if you do like two wedding cakes they're two different cakes completely Mm -hmm. so yeah you can't ever make the same exact thing twice
0: So, and that's kind of like YouTube videos. You can't make the same YouTube video twice. You can Mm -hmm. make similar content, but you can't do like the same exact word for word sit down video every single time or the same vlog. And so it's nice to have that like throw up and not throw up. That sounds bad, but like you get to catch (laughs) it's like a toss up of different things that you can do. And so it's nice to have that variety, especially when you have something that you're keeping for so long and you've done it for so long. Yes. Variety is the spice of life oh lord her and her quotes guys you're gonna learn a lot i've only done youtube since covid happened in march this year but i started it in june and that's when i got my camera and like actually started doing it i used to just record little mini like videos like the short igtv ones but now i have longer videos and so i feel like that's helped me i get a lot of my inspiration from
1: like your funny quotes <laughs> so do you think covid helps you like have more time to focus on and like figure out what to talk about and what to do more of.
0: Yeah. And it gave me a chance to like do what I wanted. And when you're in high school, like I'm in high school now. And so it's hard especially with schedules, but like you have that peer, your peers are like, well, you should do this and you should do that. But during COVID I was by myself. So it gave me a chance to do what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm,
1: Personal content. Yeah. Yeah. Versus
0: what everybody else wants to see. And like, even now there's times where, and I feel like it's good that I started that way because now there's times where people will be like, you should do this video and you should do this, but that's not what I'm interested in. So I don't do them because Mm -hmm. it's not what I want to do. And I've learned that, but I don't, I think if I would have started it in school, and not in COVID when I was around everybody, I would have done it that way, and that wouldn't have been good in the long run. That's
1: really good that you have recognized that because staying true to, like, yourself and what you do and your yeah. style, that's what brings more people to you eventually. Yeah. You
0: know? Not in the beginning at first because you'll notice, like, okay, I'm by myself, and it sucks at first, but then over time you'll learn, like, this is better because they're, you guys are going to go your separate ways in high school. Like, you're not mm-hmm. going to be around those people forever, so it's hard to do what they want now and then try to change it later because right. it's –
1: completely different yeah so. your main goal does not need to be to please everybody else so. i've always said for covid sure. for me
0: was a blessing in disguise like it happened at a time where i needed space from people and needed to be by myself to find myself and then it like kind of stinks now that it stuck around this long like it can go away now but at first <laughs> it was a good thing so what was your inspiration for starting
1: um okay so i have other always... than your culinary class yeah so culinary class we, Our teacher was pregnant and she was like, bring all the food and we'll just eat it. But like true inspiration for baking happened when I was like really little. My mom always had me in the kitchen baking with her. My grandmothers were always baking. So like it was just like cakes all the time. And I made my first, my mom let me decorate my first cake when I was five. It was my fifth birthday cake. And I have that picture on my Instagram. <laughs> I'm standing there so proud as a little Beauty and the Beast bell cake. And I was so proud of it. And I, I, I mean, it's just like always been a part of me. So. so for
0: culinary class, did you guys do more cakes and stuff? Or you guys
1: do more food? No, stuff? it was just all food. Like, <laughs> But we, she wasn't opposed to cakes is what I'm hearing. No, yeah. I don't, even, <laughs> I don't think I ever even brought a cake into Culinary Club. It was just like, that was like a time where me and my best friend, Ashley, who started this business, like we were with each other every day at the end of school in culinary club eating and talking about food and we're like okay what else could we do about this
0: <laughs> see i've talked about starting a youtube for so long and i never did it because one because i was really nervous and like i didn't want to i i was i used to look at life about who do i need to impress and then i stopped looking at life like that so like i said when COVID happened i stopped doing that so it was like how do i impress myself well yes. i impressed the heck out of myself when i started because i had no idea i was actually that good at it until like my sisters have a lot of basketball tournaments. And so they would, I would film their games, but you don't keep every little single thing in the game, especially Mm -hmm. if they're like a bad shot or something. So I learned how to like edit that way. And it's, it's just like, uh, trial and error. It's the process. You kind of just have to see what works for you. Like just because Mm -hmm. one YouTuber does something doesn't mean I have to do it that way. And so I think that my inspiration kind of came from just what I was doing in life and like, how could I help other people? Because Mm -hmm. that's, just what I like to do. I like to help people. And so if I know a video might be helpful to somebody or I would go on YouTube and like look for a video, but I couldn't find it. Or I found one from like 10 years ago, an updated version was always what I tried to do.
1: Yeah, so. that's good. That's really good that you know that now, because that's still something that I struggle with is not doing what other people expect me to do. Yeah. And just doing what I want to do, which is hard sometimes with cakes because literally all of my cake orders are or custom. Expectations. Right. Well, it's something that somebody else wants me to make. And I, I, but I'm, you always make it your own,
0: I
2: feel like.
1: Yes, I do. I do try to put my spin on it. Like, even if somebody sends me a picture and they, they're like, this is exactly what I want, you know, so, well, the picture that they send me, somebody else already created that. Right. There's already an artist involved. So you don't want to, like, completely copy what somebody else did. So you do have to put your own spin on it. But at the same time, I need to work on just creating things that I want to create instead of yeah. it just being an order and me focused on money, Yeah. You know?
0: Which I feel like is hard, too, because there are times where, like, you have to think about your time. Like, do you have time to sit down and make a whole new cake that you can just enjoy? And, like, then what do you do with it? Because, like you said, you don't want to just sit in your fridge and eat it all day.
1: Right. Well, and, too, I mean, like. It'll go bad eventually. These are side hustles. Yeah. So, like, you are spending your majority of the day in high school. I'm spending the majority of my day at work. So, we go home, and then we have other responsibilities, like homework or mommy duties, whatever. And then, then we have the extra time to work on our you know, at 10, 11 o'clock at night exactly. when you're exhausted. Exactly.
0: But I feel like your work because you're an art teacher, so like you get the opportunity to like get your inspiration during the day, and you like
1: oh yeah, true. Everything. I mean, a there's practice. days where
0: like I walk in and you'll be drawing on a piece of paper, and I'm right. like, "What are you doing?" And you're like, "I have to design a cake," so I'm just drawing. Yes. It out.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, so you know, you always take everything as a practice run. I mean, even if you're just. Thinking about a different design or you're painting something else has nothing to do with cakes. Everything's always a practice. Everything is building your skill level, whether you realize it or not. So
0: I just thought of this. Do you think that you'll ever have your own like bakery, like your own store bakery? Like would you do it? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just wondering. I didn't even think of that. I mean, you've been doing it for so long and
1: your cakes are yeah. bomb. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> If I could
0: sit in your kitchen all day and eat
1: your cakes. You know, it might be something in the, in the far off future, you know. Grazing crossover with cake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cakes and charcuterie.
0: So, you've been doing it for 15 years. Mm-hmm. What's the biggest difference between now and when you started?
1: Okay, that's a really... Other than you
0: have all your experience.
1: That's a good question. So... Honestly, like I said, I always considered myself a hobby baker. But last year, like around October, it was October 2019, I made the decision to get more involved on social media and get more involved in, like, people in the community that was doing the same thing as me, other artists, other bakers, supporting other local small shops and businesses, and just doing that alone on social media. I gained like triple the amount of followers and my orders tripled. And then when COVID hit, I literally had an order every single day.
0: Well, because all we had time to do was eat. Exactly. Exactly. I took full advantage of that. Drink. I just want to make it known that I may or may not have DM Miss Pool about a coconut several cake. Several times. Coconut cake char <laughs> several times and then COVID hit and I was like, I know you're making cakes. <laughs> and That's there was true. one time she posted. So anytime she makes a cake, she'll post a picture on her Instagram her cake page and all i which is the cake studio jenna by the way it'll be in the description of the podcast for you guys <laughs> to go check out but yes so I would go and I would like not stock stock sounds a little creepy but I would go and like every day check your page just because I like to look at the cakes yes and there'd be I'd be like waiting for the coconut one finally she made one and she put something in the comments about I have two cake jars and I was like you better save one <laughs> So I remember I told my mom I was like I just ordered a cake jar it's coconut I really really need you to go pick it up because I knew she was going to go see her the next day yep. so and she was, she, did. she came and picked it up and I made that thing last like two days I, I it, it was hard because I wanted to eat it all at once but I I made it last and if, if you just make it last it's that savoring
1: so let me tell you why the coconut cake is so good and those of you who are <laughs> listening just listen and drool along, okay? Oh, thanks so, a lot. <laughs> so it really is just a vanilla cake, but then I put fresh coconut in the batter, bake it. When it comes out and it's still hot, I pour coconut cream over the tops as it cools, <laughs> so it gets extra moist. And I know some people don't like that word, but oh well, moist. Um, and then I make a buttercream slash whipped cream frosting. So it's both and I get folded in together, yes. Coconut goes in the frosting as well as heath bits, which are the little candy-like caramel bits. And then the outside of the cake is covered in toasted coconut. Slap your mama. It's so good. (laughs) I'm sitting here with my mouth open. That was like just mouth-watering listening
0: to. Okay, so you said something about you rolled it into. So I, I just thought of this. Would
1: you ever do like, you know, rolled ice cream? Would you do rolled cakes? Well, that's a completely different process, I think. Like, you can freeze, because the rolled ice cream is, like, on the frozen slab. Uh, you could do that with frosting, but... But you could do, like, rolled cakes. What do you mean?
0: Like, you could take a coconut cake and roll it for me, so I could last, it would last longer. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm thinking about my cake. <laughs> I don't know if that would work. <laughs> my cake cravings right now, guys. Sorry, I really should not have done this when I was hungry. Okay, what advice would you give to somebody starting out?
1: Like you? Okay. Well, okay, so, but yes,
0: but also what if it's
1: somebody that doesn't do cakes? What would be your advice to Oh, well, there's plenty of advice that goes across the board. So first of all, I think you were already on the right track because, like I said, I'm glad that you know at this young of age that you should not be making content just for everybody else. Make what you want to make, and they will come. Like the phrase from that movie, if you build it, they will come. What movie was that Um <laughs>
0: She quotes a lot of movies and then doesn't remember the title of
1: the movie. Baseball movie is like from the early 90s. Um, Field of Dreams. That's what it is. Field of Dreams. Anywho, if you build it, they will come. So, you you already have that mindset. So, you're already ahead of the game.
0: Well, that takes but, time, too. You can't just, you don't just wake up. Like the first time, the first day that my mom and I had talked about it, and I was like, I don't know what I want my first video to be. And I was even when I came up with my name, like my YouTube channel name is just really simple and it's just Mercedes Moments and Memories. And there's a reason behind that. But I feel like. When I was coming up with that I sat there for like hours and days with my mom and I was like well I like this one and I like this one and and I it took me so long and I like those names because that's what everybody else had told me sounded good Mm -hmm. but when I came up with my name finally and it was just what I had come up with Mm -hmm. I loved it like I don't have any regrets about what I named it and I don't plan on changing it anytime soon but you have to think about that in the beginning like you have had the cake studio for so long and I feel like that's perfect for you because yeah you do grazing boxes now but that's why the studio part kind of plays into that and it works with your name
1: yes so that i was actually thinking of that when i came up with the name because like i wasn't like this is just cakes like i was painting with chocolate i was painting on the fondant like it was literally like an artist studio but for cakes yes ma'am
2: what yes see i'm
1: learning new things about cakes so yeah Choosing your name is a really good one because once you put yourself out there and you start gaining followers, people are going to recognize you as that name. And then once they it's see gotta it, it's got to be yeah, it's got to be catchy. Yeah. You can't replicate somebody else. And really, since I've been doing these for 15 years, and there's so many other people in town that do cakes also, there's actually another girl or lady that I am friends with who has the cake studio in her name. Um, but she's legit, she actually has a bakery and everything, but um
0: well you're legit you shouldn't well it yourself.
1: i'm saying like you know she has an actual building but okay so other advice Your yes is the
0: building right now <laughs> exactly choose
1: yes choose a good name but also my biggest advice is um get involved in the community like if you you have to make allies with other people who are doing the same thing as you And don't ever get, like, afraid or offended if somebody is doing the exact same thing. Because I will tell you, I started the charcuterie boxes, the grazing boxes, back in February. And now there's, like, six other small companies who's doing the same thing as me in their kitchen. But I kind of take it as, like, a compliment. Like, I think, like, I paved the way. And, yes, I get a little bit jealous when I see their pictures are better than mine. Or, yes, I see that they're paying for advertising and they get more followers. But you at the end of the day, you have to stay true to yourself and keep doing what you're doing because you have that many followers or you have that many customers for a reason. It's because your product is good. So don't get you know, you you're much better off if you're making friends with people and complimenting people and liking their page and supporting them and you will have a good uh, base of support for yourself as well.
0: Yeah. And since I've been doing it, so not as long as you, I feel like I don't have a big difference between when I started and now I feel like my biggest difference is just that I've learned over time, like what's good and what's not and what to work on and where I have to improve. Like I didn't at first have like really great thumbnails. And so my videos weren't getting a lot of attraction. because my thumbnails and titles were just really simple and I was okay with that. But over time I've learned how to change that. And so I've definitely improved on that area and then advice. I feel like that's hard because there's so much advice to give but a big piece of advice i agree with like the staying true to yourself but also don't settle for like if you have a business or like a brand or something that reaches out to you and wants to work with you don't settle for like oh well they only want to pay me like this much or and don't get so wrapped up in how much they're paying you but is it really worth your time and energy and your money not your money sorry your time and energy and your effort
1: absolutely
0: versus they're paying me $5 and I want to get paid 20. Okay, that's great. But is it even worth, like if I don't, if I don't already use the product and a company's reaching out to me, it's really hard for me to say yes. And a lot of times I have to like say, well, if I were to buy it at the store and not have them reach out to me and pay full price and everything, would I still use it now? And so a lot of times what I think is a good idea, which I don't think a lot of people do this now, um, but one of my favorite YouTubers did it in the beginning. And I think she still does it now is she would go out and buy the product full price test it and then come back and say well yes i'd like to sponsor it or whatever because if i'm not going to use it after i film that one 20 minute video Mm -hmm. or 20 second clip of that video is it really worth even advertising because then I'm saying, yeah, I love it, but I'm just saying it for the
1: views and for the followers and for the money. And it's right. not I'm not in it for the right reasons. And, well, and what happens if somebody who follows you buys that product and it's really not that great, then, then they're going to comment on it and, and stop following you and stop trusting what you say. Yeah, so that's awesome that you already know that. That's good.
0: And that's hard. And I've learned that with the experience, too, because I, I watch people and there's times where I'll like be like, oh, that product looks really good. But then it'll come out that they only used it once and have never even touched it after Mm -hmm. that or even if they did they were just downplaying how great it actually was because i'll find something that was 10 times better and you shouldn't if you do find something that's better than their product you shouldn't like say like oh well they suck and like bash them but you should definitely like point out the pros and cons of each item because it's not even their faults necessarily all the time they didn't create the product. It is their fault for advertising it as such a great thing if they're not using it, but they didn't create it. So don't blame them 100% because
1: it's Mm -hmm. not always all their fault. I like what you said a minute ago when you said something about knowing your worth and your time and your your effort. Yes. Because sometimes this doesn't happen very often, but um, like every year, I will up my prices a little bit because the prices will match or the prices should reflect like your skill level yeah so if you are gaining an experience in the year and your skill level is going up and your content level is going up whatever it may be like your value is going up essentially yeah. and sometimes i'll get somebody who will email me or message me and say hey how much for this and i'll give them a quote and then they just ghost me like i'm like oh that was too much for you but what people don't realize is you're not just paying for the product, you're paying for that person's experience. You're paying for the time they're putting into the materials. You know, if you need something last minute, if you need a cake this weekend, guess what? There's a grocery store on every corner. You can go to that section right there. But if you're wanting, or there's a bakery you can go buy one for probably a more
0: expensive price and not getting something so personalized. And that's what I feel like is good about your stuff. Like your stuff is more personalized and like a personal, message you exactly what they want like you said and you kind of put your own spin on it so it's mm-hmm. a personal creation versus just going to the store and buying one of the ones in the bakery spot or whatever which I'm right. not to say that they're not good either because I've eaten plenty of those cakes <laughs> quietly gonna quiet myself on that part but it's not the same I, yeah it's not and and not only that but when you do your own little twist on it too you're able to kind of look at it and you see you a lot of times you'll know the person or you know of them and so you can mm-hmm. kind of see like, if you were making a cake for me, I have a very upbeat personality. Right. I could match your style. Right. And the, and you don't want to make a cake that's, like, super down and sad and sappy for right. somebody upbeat because then right. they're like,
1: Oh okay. I will <laughs> tell you my favorite customers are the ones that give me tons of leadway. Like, if you ever, and this is for everybody listening, if you ever commission anything, like, if you want a painting, if you want to hire a photographer, if you want to hire a stylist or a baker, whatever it is if that person considers himself an artist and they're good at what they do, give them the benefit of the doubt and say, this is what you want. And maybe give them like a color palette to stick to or a theme to stick to, but don't give them tons of details. Let their creativity yeah. do the work and you will get a much better product and end result.
0: And also what you said about price and people ghosting you, if you reach out to somebody and get a quote from them and you don't like their price, i've learned this recently instead of ghosting them there's a an appropriate way to approach it with like okay at this time that won't work for me or that's not Mm -hmm. in my budget and that way in the future that line of communication is still open and you could reach out maybe when you do have that money and that is in the budget Mm -hmm. and you are able to do that because when you just ghost them the next time you reach out they're not as for me as a business person you're not on my priority list anymore you're not like okay i need to rush to get this done for you because you ghosted me if i couldn't do it right and meet you halfway and a lot of times i feel like if you do communicate like that the person might be more open to like hey where can i meet you in the middle
1: exactly yeah i would if somebody said that to me if somebody said oh that's not in my budget i would say okay well what is your budget because i have other options let's look and see what we can do right okay so do you do like small cakes and cupcakes or just Mm -hmm. cakes I mean, yeah, all sizes. I do 6-inch cakes and 12-inch, 9-inch cupcakes, okay, whatever. Well, I do sometimes
0: don't. it's hard for me to believe because her pictures make them look, like, gloriously big. <laughs> and then I'll see another picture of the same cake, and I'm like, it's way smaller. I don't get it. And she's like, that's called portrait mode. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Staging, baby.
0: Well, yeah. But I feel like that was that's really good advice, and I feel like a lot of people could take what we said into consideration but don't ghost people and i had to learn that the first time i ever received a message from a company they wanted me to pay like this enormous price for something and, and i've never even used the product so of course i had to like think about it and say okay well i've never used your product it's like a health and wellness thing and i'm not trying to lose a ton of weight obviously right. so i disappear <laughs> <laughs> i mean look at me i'm almost there so
1: you're petite
0: so I I thought about it and I just reached back out and I said at this time that won't work for me um, and I'm not really interested in like losing a ton of weight but maybe in the future if that's something. And now I have a good open line of communication with the girl that reached out to me and her and I communicate a lot and if she needs like a shout out or they're doing like a fundraiser a lot of times I'll put it on my story and I'll like mention it so that other people that might be interested in can go do it. Mm-hmm. But don't just go and like disappear because I feel like that just doesn't help right. you in the long run, because if you ever wanted to talk to them in the future, they're not as open to that. And they might be more like, eh, well, you were kind of closed off last time at the first glance. So make sure you communicate and use your voice to kind of let them know, because as a customer, you want to make the customer happy. But at the same time, you have to, as you said, like your price should go up to ba- to match your experience and right. stuff. So know your value. Yeah. And know whether it's worth your time or not. Like if somebody's asking you for three cakes in two days for a hundred bucks, that's probably (laughs) not going (laughs) to (laughs) happen. That was a joke from Miss pool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like as, as business people, we have to remember not to ghost people. And like you said, we get busy our lives. Like you go home, you have mom duties. She has a cute little child and. Two cute children. Okay, well, the baby's the one that needs you, so that's what I was referring to, and he's true. the adorable one. The other one can take care of himself and doesn't need you to, like, be with him 24-7. That's true. So, and, you know, the baby's the cuter one. Just so. Oh, my goodness. So, like, you as a mom have to think about your time, and is it worth for you to take an extra two hours and stay up and then make the cake and all of that and go to bed later because then you right. got to get up and go to work the next day. And I will
1: say, I know we're – running out of time but yeah. i will say that when i first started i took every order i never said no what i would stay up till 2 a.m all Miss i wanted school. all i wanted to do was make people happy and make some money now i'm like currently like as of this week i'm i'm done for 2020 like my calendar is completely booked yes guys she learn, posted on her story learn, She's learn done. to say no learn not rudely you no, to, no no uh, no not it, rudely it, no yeah. no not at all but like Now, I say no just as much as I say yes. Yeah. Because not only am I valuing my own time and, like, lowering my stress level, but Your family's time. Well, yeah, but I'm also dedicating a certain amount of time to the orders that I do have booked. And if I try to rush them or add more to my plate, then those customers are not getting the best product possible. Yeah. So, yeah. That
0: really does help. And that makes a really good point, too. Don't spread yourself so thin – and it, it's a good balance. Like as much as you say yes, you have to learn to say no. Like as much as I say yes to certain companies or businesses or people that want to do videos or want a certain type of video, like if you request a video, I'm happy to try and make it happen for you, but I'm not going to guarantee it always because I only post every other day. So that's mm-hmm. one week. Like this week, it's only three days. It's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Next week, that's four days. However, I did say for Halloween, I want to do an extra video. Now that doesn't mean that I like stress myself out and accidents happen stuff comes up like yes understand that but you have to know if it's worth your time to stay up a little bit later or go to bed a little bit earlier and right. it's not just you i feel like you have your family to think about and your your work to think about like you have other stuff and other responsibilities to take care of so you can't just spend all your time making cakes even though you want to <laughs> and i would love for you to make all the coconut cakes in the world i just want to put that out there <laughs> but yes that so if you guys need side hustle advice you can go
1: to you want to see your instagram for yeah, it's at thecakestudio. studio. Dot Jenna.
0: Yeah, so the famous Jenna Pool with her cakes, guys, and her grazing boxes.
1: Hashtag crazy cake lady.
0: Oh, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> go check me out. Yes, go check her out and get yourself a cake. And then also, my YouTube is just Mercedes Moments and Memories. And we will be back next Friday with a whole new podcast episode. Um, So yeah, keep up with SMD and we will see you guys next time.